everyone. Welcome back, BBB Army, to our channel, BBB Army Hearts to Hearts. My name is Ruth. And I'm Nicole. Welcome back, guys. I'm super excited for today's episode. I bet you guys can't guess what we're going to discuss and talk about. As I point to this beautiful masterpiece behind me. Masterpiece is like a perfect word for it. It, I have to say this because it's a, it's a pun and I'm my, my freaking husband's got me saying puns now, wretched and divine, literally divine. <laughs> yes, BBB army, you have read the title correctly. You have seen what we're doing. This whole episode, we are going to talk about none other than the 10 year old, oh my God, a decade old, Beautiful Masterpiece, record slash album, Blackville Bride, Wretched Divine, Story of the Wild Ones. A decade old. Doesn't that make you feel old? Shh, we don't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe it's been 10 years already. It seems just like yesterday that, you know, Blackville Brides came out with Wretched Divine. 10 years this album was, like, released for us. 10 years, like. Nicole, we were in high school. I was actually graduated from high okay, school. Okay, well, you graduated. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> Where did the time go? I can't believe it's been that long. I want to cry. We know that the obviously the birthday date passed already when this video is uploaded, but hey, it is birthday month. So we have decided to dedicate this video again, nothing to the beautiful, this beautiful album, The Wretched and Defined. Now we're finally on this era, the Wild Ones era. And I'm truly excited just to talk about this. There is one thing before we get into this, you guys, that we just want to make you aware of. (laughs) We know Wretched and Divine has its uh, movie, Legion of the Black. It's going to be a separate thing. Total separate thing from this episode. As much as we want to talk about the the beautiful movie and everything, we felt like if we combine both into one, I mean, who knows, maybe you guys want to stay for a two-hour episode, but we really want to have that Legion of the Black movie have its own moment on its own episode. We are not sure when that's going to happen, but it will happen. So again, like in Andy's birthday episode, I have taken several notes. On Wretched Divine over here. My notes be on my phone, you guys. I don't have a printer. She's so lucky. Okay, I've been doing so much research this past week. And obviously, Chris Beerslack, hi, Chris, has been like spamming me with so many like videos to watch and interviews to watch about this album just because I swear it like this album... I think hold a lot of to a lot of fans of the BBB Army for sure. I feel like this record is probably like okay. I'm not trying to take away from any of the other albums because every album that Blackfoot Brides has released has truly been incredible, and they I feel like each one just gets better than the last. But Wretched and Divine truly stands alone. I mean, it is it's a spectacular album. Like I feel like Wretched and Divine is really what made Blackville Brides. I couldn't agree more. And like we have so much information that we found and did our homework. I'm gonna go on the record here now. Okay. I know in my own BBB story that Nicole interviewed me, like what's my favorite BBB album? I couldn't decide between Phantom Tomorrow and Wretched and Divine. But after a full week of researching and diving into interviews and even watching the documentary they made, a Legion of the Black movie, and just listening to the album, all the lyrics. I was an emotional wreck for one. <laughs> so many feelings were brought up and everything. But then I'm just like, I'm going on record. I'm sorry, Phantom Tomorrow, but Wretched and Divine is my number one album. Making that, saying that, 
on record here. So hi. <laughs> See, but I don't blame you. Wretched and Divine is hard for me. It was like Wretched and Divine are set the world on fire. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't lie. I chose the world on fire because that's like my jam. That's, and that's <laughs> but Wretched I know. So uh, yeah. But I'm super excited. We're super excited. I guess before we started into the research, like first impressions of this album, go. Oh gosh. <laughs> first of all, I would like to let everyone know I'm apologizing for my voice right now. I have a really bad sore throat. So if it's all groggy and gross, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sound good. First impressions. I will have to say that in a way I feel a little bit guilty because I wasn't sure if I listen to like a stolen version of In The End. And I say that because before the album even came out and before the movie even came out, it was back in like October. In The End was put on YouTube. And I was constantly like going all over YouTube, trying to find any song I could, like a new song that they were releasing. Because at the time I wasn't a part of like the Black Veil Brides group or anything. So I wasn't sure, I don't even know if the group was made, back then um so I you know it was kind of one of those you just had to like constantly check pages every day and I actually found in the end on YouTube and I don't know if it was actually released by the band at that given time but I listened to it and I literally I, I thought that it was already out and I sent it to like all my friends so I was super excited so the very my very first impression was I heard in the end and I was just so happy because to be fair Andy's voice was totally different compared from set the world on fire to wretched and divine it definitely it sounded i want to say like because we all know set the world on fire sounded like more grungy and kind of like the rock and roll glam type vibes but wretched and divine gave a whole different concept to his voice listening to the album in its entirety when it did come out i was completely blown away because it was nothing that i had expected it to be and it was 10 times better than what I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I, this is an album that I absolutely love. And I can say that this album is so incredible because it's literally the album that even got my mom into Blackville Rise. Like she fell in love with this record. Well, tell me, what were your first impressions? Uh, like I said, I was in high school figuring out life after high school, college and everything. So I was stressed out overall. And plus adds just some trauma I was dealing with back then. So stressful. And so again, like you, wasn't really part. I like, I, I didn't even know there was the, the Facebook group of the BBB army yet. I didn't have Twitter, wasn't really active that much on Instagram or met other fans through online. So I just kind of did things by myself. So I do remember the Indian music video being published and released. And so I clicked it, watching that whole music video and just seeing all the little sh- clips from the short film, which I didn't even know there was going to be a short film. So I'm just like, what is going on? What is the story plot here? I mean, I don't, I was just like, so on edge of like this song is amazing his voice their looks I'm sorry I love it Andy's hair back then mm, surf kiss right there but the whole song the a visual concept it's just just uh, everything like I'm just like what have they created what and then they announced like the new record was coming on this day <laughs> listening to in the end and just getting like okay this is the first song from their album what else is, is is in that album? Like, what other feelings am I going to feel? But just like, I was ready. Like, I need it now. I, I like now. <laughs> so, you know, that was something I noticed too when watching, when they released in the videos that they did, I was kind of like, like, 
are these videos like these music videos look like they combine or something I was like whoa like that I really thought that the visual concept I do agree was absolutely fantastic so much work was put into this album like back then as a high school thank you my high school self was thinking just amazing but I didn't know how much work was put into this album until like I later discovered later on but I was just, I'm so blown away of how much work was put into this album, how much they were literally pushed out of their comfort zone and out of their limits to create this beautiful masterpiece. Like, again, I can't emphasize this enough to everyone who works with this album, not just the guys, Andy, Jinx, Jake, and Cece, but like their producer, their families, everyone who worked with this album from music, concept, visuals, the movie just literally everything I can't even emphasize like everyone thank you because this album I can't stop saying it is a fucking masterpiece like it's literally the most beautiful amazing album ever that I've ever heard of and it still holds a grip grasp in my heart right here and in my soul (laughs) yeah no I have to agree with you there everyone all your hard work and stress like (laughs) it completely paid off this album is it's it's out of this freaking world to be honest and I think we can all agree like I think what makes this album like really special too is out of all the cds I mean I feel like I can speak for all of us fans here, to be honest, but out of all the CDs, I feel like everyone grabs the Wretched and Divine one to put in like the CD player. It comes in my car with me. (laughs) (laughs) Let us start off with the release date. This record slash album was released on January 8th, 2019. (laughs) Where did time go? I I can't believe it's already been 10 years. 10 years. You probably discover this too nicole but so we do know this album and record was released on january 8th uh 2013 but originally it was supposed to be released on october 2012 but uh it was this album meant so much for them and andy and that they wanted this album to be something for the fans and this is what uh i andy i think said either on the documentary or one video interview i watched where he said we had too much pride in this record to put it out too soon we wanted it We wanted it completed. We wanted our friends to hear the full experience and to hear what we wanted from this record. Literally, you guys, they, weeks on end in a recording studio, um, and Andy, he also stated that this entire album was basically a rebranding for them, but in a good way. Uh, He said that it was made to stay loyal, not only to us fans, but to themselves. And it's a message that says, do what you want want and be your own person. I, it makes me curious, like if they were originally supposed to give out this in October, if it would have the same feelings, the same like, mm. but I don't think so just because they had an original producer at the first time, but then they changed producer to John Fieldman because apparently the other producer they were working with, I guess was a little, I guess, I don't know if he was rushing them too much, but it was just like, oh, we're just making another BBB album logistically. Let's just do another BBB album. But Andy did not want that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So here was John Feldman. (laughs) And um, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that last name. It's Feldman, Feldman, Feldman. (laughs) They've met before and like Andy told him this concept that he had. John understood and stuff. And so they just decided to switch ways from the first producer to work with John Feldman with this beautiful record. I feel like 
Black Veil Brides went in the right direction when it came to having John Feldman produce this album because he really did push them out of their comfort zone to get exactly what they wanted from this album. Everything that they had described to him you know he would literally push them to their limits because I mean this album had to be spectacular had to be amazing and he wanted it to be exactly what he imagined it to be from my understanding they wrote multiple songs that apparently were scrapped and didn't mm-hmm. even get on the record 90% of the songs were written in the studio with John Feldman yes and for those of us who don't know um Black of Brides came out with a lot of packaging and stuff and album package deals and bundles when their album came out they have the the deluxe edition which comes with the cd and the songs and the dvd of the documentary they have made when making this album they also came out with the ultimate edition which is the cd with the songs and the short film legion of the black and then there was the black box edition too what came with like every the cd dvd it also came with the short documentary right yes it did yeah i was gonna say my hidden away at the liar yes. and then obviously vinyls were too but um for those of us who did not know black brides did make a documentary making this album which i honestly forgot was produced and done and edited by joe flanders shout out to joe for making that thank you <laughs> and the legion mask also came with the limited edition black box as well yes, it did i think of and I, I think it also came with like a black rosary too yes Black Rosary and uh, I mean, the Black Box edition, amazing. Couldn't afford it. Have it now, but at the time I couldn't. But I do remember and from watching the documentary of making this um, with John Feldman. uh, So for one, like I said, John Feldman understood the concept that Andy was going for for this album. He had a lot more hands on with this record, just like kind of push, like we said, pushing them out of their comfort zone. And this is a quote that he said in a documentary, like, it is my job as a producer slash writer to push the boundaries of what a good song is. What the best BBB song, what is the best BBB song that I can help with? (laughs) See, exactly. I feel like, once again, right direction with John Feldman, because if it wasn't for him, I don't think this album would have been at all what Black Brides wanted it to be. No. In fact, who knows if they would have even ever released, I mean, anything at that point. So I'm pretty sure knowing Andy himself, he would not want to release something that he, that didn't feel true to him. Concept. This was Black Phil Bright's first concept album ever. Out of curiosity, Nicole, have you ever heard of a concept album before Wretched and Divine? Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dang, I didn't even know what a concept album was. So having them release this album and the movie and then like watching a bunch of interviews and behind the scenes stuff, it was like, oh, that's what a concept album is telling. I, I was like, and I loved it though. From then on, I was like, can Black for Brides do more? <laughs> Wish they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. I say, I've never heard of a concept album ever until Wretched and Divine. When I listened from the first song to the last song, including the bonus tracks of this, this album, I closed my eyes. I went into that world and I was just like, even before I watched the Legion of the Black movie, just imagining what is this universe looking like, this world that they have created, this whole concept. And I, I love theater for one. I've always loved theater. So like I was literally in thinking like, okay, stage, costumes, lighting. What's the backdrop? Okay, this song is coming on. What's going on? Like, I was playing a little show in my head while listening to this whole album the first time. This whole thing in my head. <laughs> well, and I think that's what's so 
really just fun and amazing about this concept album is despite it having its own story, like I feel everyone that listens to it, they can literally take that story and kind of recreate it in their head and imagine something for themselves. And I think that's like the beauty of this album. So one thing about this concept album, this came from like a short story that Andy was writing way before he decided to make this a reality. But like these, they like this whole story, this concept of this wild ones and fear came from a short story Andy was writing about like how the wild ones are these rebels and outcasts people fighting against this unified church government, which is fear. Fear is an acronym and it stands for, for every religion. For, no, for for every all religion, I think. I think that's right. Please tell me if I got that, Chris. I'm pretty, I would say I'm pretty sure it's correct. Yeah, Chris, help. <laughs> I think you're correct on that. Honestly, this like the concept story itself is really, I really love that it was put in like an apocalypse, apocalypse apocalyptic wasteland I thought that was so freaking rad to be honest just for fear itself but like I really love the overall designing of it I mean I feel like for anyone because if you think about it a lot of people might look at it and be like that's not scary but coming from like a horror fanatic <laughs> and obviously Ruth being a horror fanatic I mean I can't speak for Ruth necessarily on this but I do seeing fear I think that's something that will be terrifying to see especially oh, yeah. in an apocalyptic hundred percent. You know? And don't remember what chapter Andy mentioned it in his own book. We don't have to understand, but he did mention those figures in the cover mm -hmm. album of the fear demons, serpents. I'm not really sure they have a technical term. Those were like representing kind of an anxiety of his own way. Like those are his anxiety, those fear things in a way. So it's a pretty good representation though of like what he mm -hmm. yeah had in his mind and everything. As we mentioned, if you look up any interviews of Black Girl Brides making this album, they all say they were definitely pushed out of their comfort zones when making this album. Mm -hmm. That equal stress out. I'm sure, I, guys, I don't know. How, uh, just thank you again, because I'm sure you, you guys had your moments where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? This is too hard. I'm at my limit. But you guys did it though and you guys produced an amazing record getting pushed out of your comfort zone when making this if i'm not mistaken i also did read that a lot of like the guitar tracking was done at jake's place i mean he had the whole setup and everything you know at least jake got to like be in the comfort of his own home for like same the with, most part same with jinx too in the documentary mm -hmm. they do mention that i mean they would go to yeah. the studio to help out but you know if jake has all his stuff in his comfort at his home he can yeah, work yeah. there and they would communicate nonstop by phone or email same with jinx and i know jinx said and even in the documentary like he actually enjoyed that just because like you know he could be in the record studio but you know there's tons of people you know everywhere and talking and other things are going around that for him just to be in his own zone no distractions to really stay focused on that stream work i mean hey when i was gonna say like just jake himself like that's pretty freaking amazing for him to have because if I'm not mistaken I'm going back through interviews mm -hmm. that I watched of him he loves doing all of that recording studio shit I mean the fact that he's got the whole setup and everything like damn he's literally mastered a lot of tracking for that if I'm being honest I don't know how he does it I think that's super cool so for him to pretty much be like hey yeah I can track these guitars and yeah. pretty much get it all linked in and where it needs to be like that's 
that's really rad it is funny though because jake even said that himself in the documentary that you know there have been some songs or some riffs like he would just somehow create and while it was recording recording then he's like how did i do that again how does it go again how does it start again <laughs> he was like i did this amazing thing this amazing riff i did not write it down how did it start again <laughs> That is the only terrible part. I feel like, see, that's what I feel would be so hard about hard about being a guitarist. I have like one of my friends who just loves to play guitar and they just sit there and they'll play it randomly. They just make random notes, but then it's like, I could be like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then they'll be like, I don't remember what I just did. And it's like, <laughs> right? Kind of going back to like getting pushed out of their comfort zone. So, you know, they were working with the John Feldman on the recording studio and it's, they said this several times in a documentary where they had to take the whole concept thing that the idea out of their brains in order to write songs because even it they took a month just to write the songs without the concept hat on because there were times where they would have that concept hat on they were stumped they were stuck because mm -hmm. they were like it has to fit the concept i think the concept just the ideal of it was like stumping them and creating these songs. So like there's several times in the documentary where Andy's like, I need to take, we need to take this off. We've got to take the concept hat off that, that way we can really focus on what these songs mean and what we want them to sound like. And so, and not worry about so much about the concept. Behind the, behind the scenes episode, that was definitely talked about. Mm -hmm. And cause I think they were so focused on getting the, the storyline and I don't remember if it was Andy or who had said it, but they did state that it got to that, like, as you said, they got stumped, but there were also times where they would write songs that wouldn't even like make sense or portray to what they were trying to put out there. I can't imagine how hard that must have been for you guys to sit here and be like, we, we have this story in our head, this entire concept, but we now have to completely get rid of that just so we can write songs that we want to have meaning that still relate to the story but also to the fans as well and i did remember watching one video that andy did during with alternative pressed about the whole wretched divine when the album was released because i think i can't remember word by word what the question was but they asked him like you know many fans tell you like the song saved me my life from cutting and everything you know andy's aware of that but like i think he said like i don't I don't sit down and write a song like this is going to be the one for the cutters or these are going to be the this song is going to be the one for the survivors of any type of abuse or even victims or any type of abuse like he doesn't do that because for one he even said like I can't relate because I don't know what each every victim or survivor is feeling with their trauma and stuff I don't do that it's these songs are not specifically meant for that I mean if it does save their life I'm always happy to hear that but it, I don't do that I my intentions are not that I don't sit down and do that no that's another beauty of Black Veil Brides the songs that they are writing that literally can sit there and speak to so many individuals around the world and it helps them with really anything that they're going through in life I personally like love music so much just because everyone when they listen to a song they hear it differently and it speaks to them in different ways and I feel like that's the true beauty of a music in general I've seen on social media on Twitter Instagram this this album means a lot to a lot of fans and there's certain songs that means a lot that save these fans from their dark times and again the beauty that came from it like because <laughs> I can pretty much 99.9 .9 say this confidently that this album has saved a lot of fans from the army just from their own personal trauma that they were going through it definitely 
saved mine. I can honestly say that I was going through something when this album came out. And that's why, like, see, like, this album just means so much to every single person. I feel like, why was everyone going through such dark times when this album came out? Like, I feel like this album was literally made for all of us for a reason. Yeah. You graduated high school. I was still done, still getting done graduating high school. A lot of fans were probably around our age too, who had been there from the start with high school. You know, high school is never easy. While we are already on the subject of Wretched and Divine and how it's impacted, Ruth, tell me how it has Wretched and Divine has impacted you. So I know I mentioned this in my BBB story that we did a couple episodes ago. I want to say I was like 17 or 18 years old, going through a lot, just personally with some trauma I was going through at the moment back then and when this album came out it was almost like a big comforting hug and blanket just to wrap me up and tell me it's okay the whole message about these outcasts and fear I was relating to it I was like in that was my escape world that, that was the escape world I would go into and when I was my anxiety was spiking up or something came up that just made me feel like shit <laughs> Unfortunately, during that time in high school, there got to a point where I got into a very dark moment in my life. You know, it was a very dark moment and I put on Wretched and Divine to listen to it and then Lost It All came on and it was a huge cry session and it definitely helped me in a way slowly not all the way but slowly helped me get out of that dark moment that I was in and I was very grateful because Lost All I swear was like the first song that really just told me it's okay to be down you don't have to flip a switch and I know Andy said that in an interview when going breaking down the songs that it's okay you can cry. And I know, and I mentioned this in my story that, you know, BVB showed me, impacted me that way. I can trust him. And that was the song that started me to realize like they're here. They're not going anywhere. They're showing me it's okay to cry, to feel down. You don't have to flip the switch. You don't have to be this kept together person. Tears are allowed and that we're here and you can trust us. And that was very huge for me at that dark moment of my life so that's the beauty of lost it all honestly <laughs> like that's the that's why it's my favorite song because everything that you just stated that Andy has said about it like that's 100% true when I when when you listen to it I know I was graduated from high school and everything but you know when you graduate especially when you just don't know what you're where you're going or like what you're doing with your life I guess like when we when you I guess when I just say when you don't expect to make it that far <laughs> you know my anxiety was terrible too honestly I mean still is I was just super sad it's kind of one of those things and you know I'll, I'll just my you know my husband who was my boyfriend at the time we were both graduated and it was, we were going through a rough patch too. So it's like on top of all the anxiety and on top of all of the sadness that I'm already carrying and already trying to be that perfect person to never upset anyone and make everyone happy. You know, the one person that I was trying to make happy, like I I couldn't make happy. And I literally thought that that was going to be like over between us. Thankfully it it wasn't, but like, that's, I agree with you. It's like, I was at like my worst and we had just gotten like the worst fight. And he actually like stormed out of the house, like left for the night. And I, we were, Wretched Divine was playing during that entire time. And it was like lost it all came on. And I mean, I just broke down 
So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to cry because I never, I normally don't. It, it bottled emotions, you know, but people, you have to cry. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell this to every single person. <laughs> Do not bottle your emotions. It's absolutely terrible. You know, emotions, that's what makes you feel alive. You know, I know no one likes to cry, but I can promise you that crying, especially to one of your favorite songs, <laughs> you will feel so much better afterwards, maybe not a hundred percent, but there will be a lot of relief off your shoulders. From an expert standpoint for someone who does cry a lot it's a wonderful feeling and please don't feel guilty of crying I mean even I can't really say that because I there are times where I feel horrible for crying and here's Nicole telling me it's okay and I'm like no it's not okay I know, I'm just like come come on cry on my shoulder I don't mind I think if it's not obvious to the army, whoever's listening or watching it, I think it's kind of obvious that both of our favorite songs from this album is Lost It All. If you, if you can tell. <laughs> we both have tattoos of Lost It All lyrics on our body. Ruth, tell everyone where's yours at. Mine's on my arm. It's my very first Black Bryce tattoo ever. I got it as a birthday, 21st birthday treat as myself. Got the morning star and I have the lyrics. We all fall down sometimes. Literally, no joke, true story. I had such a strong I try to figure out what lyrics supposed because there were so many good lyrics like I believe that we all fall down sometimes I'm like oh that's so long though and then I'm like and then my friend's like we all fall down I'm like no that sounds like ring around the rosies ashes, ashes. we all fall down no I don't want that so yeah. I mean, here I am with my best friend and stuff in college we we're like talking about this and everything and I was like I this has to be perfect this is my first tattoo this is going to be my ever and picking a black bride song to a song and like all my friends like are you sure you want to get lyrics to a song because you never know you could change your mind when it comes to like nope I'm dead serious on this I've been thinking about it since I was 16 years old I was on Pinterest looking up inspiration to see if anyone else got lost at all tattoos guess whose photo showed up Nicole's photo showed up and I'm like oh, that is cool I did not know her back then and then when she sent me her tattoo her lost it all I think I, you were with me. I completely freaked out and told her the whole story that I just told you guys. <laughs> I just love the fact that we both, as losing you know, our tattoo virginity to Black Girl Brides, lost it all. Like I got mine on the back of my right shoulder and that was my first tattoo. So I just think like, we're so in sync. And I say this all the time, but like, I think that's just so cool. When it came to this album, correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole, minus the fear parts of the transitions and also the buildups of Andy talking of the, um, all those other parts, just the song specifically, this has been the most songs on a BBB record, right? Hell yeah. Without a doubt, yes. To be fair, with the fear transmissions and everything, it makes it triple the amount triple. of length. No, I was just amazed of how many songs we got for this album. And then the bonus songs, the three bonus songs, I'm like, ah, overload, overload, oh, overload. Okay, now I have to ask, what was your favorite track off the bonus? Oh, the revelations, victory calls, lay you down. They're so good in their own ways. I, <laughs> I have to say, let you down. Once again, in sync. Oh That's literally like, I, I love that song so much. I even got like the lyrics tattooed on me right here. I love that song. It's the lyric, lyrically, it is beautiful as 
I wasn't even expecting a bonus track, to be honest. And it was something that completely threw me off guard. The, now, if I'm not mistaken, the bonus tracks, um, those really did not, no one really knew about those until after the CD was released, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember because I could not afford the Black Box edition when it came out. So I was only a could afford the deluxe edition which i want to say i got at hot topic or maybe at another like cd store i can't remember the life of me where i got it but then the bonus songs came out and i was kind of disappointed when i got the deluxe edition just because it did not have the legion of black movie in it so i was kind of disappointed so then i realized oh they have an ultimate edition which had the legion of the black and the three bonus songs so i'm just like i need that i kept non-stop annoying my mom and dad about it. they got it for me as an early graduation gift and actors i can insert photos here if you want to see how young i was and how nerdy and little everything i was back then but yes you could see how happy i was when i got this ultimate edition like the literally when i got home listened to the three bonus tracks and then watched the whole movie all in one sec like i was just like yes yes these two cds were my holy grail in high school and in college too so. going back though to like the concept story and everything i did watch this interview it was like a, it was one of those i can't remember like what the interviews are really called but it's one of those like quick five minute interviews that oh, um, they okay. do with like bands and everything but he did state like I think just as like the record itself that the album American Idiot by Green yes. Day yes. was a huge inspiration when it came to Wretched and Divine and he even said it's not necessarily uh lyrically but it's how um it played out as the tracks weren't separated and it was all portrayed as one piece and that's really what he wanted to do when it came to this record like the fact alone like we understand this was a concept album that each song just had a very flawless transition to the next song yes and for anyone that doesn't know like the fear transmission that is william control yes i just think it's cool when your favorite artist ends up collaborating with other artists that you like as well i feel like that's always like a really cool blessing you know no, there was a lot of people who did collaborate with this album so mm -hmm. william control did fear for those of us who don't know the song days are numbered they had the lead singer from the used birds mccracken if you listen to that song he's in the background doing these like crazy like sounds and stuff it's like he just came in the studio just kind of went his own thing and like he just like i, I can't remember but i want to say andy may have mentioned like oh yeah he just came in and took his pants off his shirt off and just kind of went yes. crazy record studio doing his crazy voices for that song <laughs> Which is how he gets down, you know? Yeah. There was choir, thank you. The boys to back up vocals for that, like, my desire, heaven's devil's choir, and stuff. Like, you could hear, it's like the whole group, the whole BBB guys are doing it. Also, I think- For like a choir, you guys. Yeah, the, that was the choir. And even John Fieldman did those voices too. Lost it all. When it comes to Lost it all, Roberta Fieldman was a backup vocal for Guns N' Roses. And so she came in to do her backup vocal for that beautiful- like last bit part of the end of lost all such an amazing beautiful voice and for those of us who also know or don't know juliet sims aka now as lone star also did backup vocals for that song you know the notes that she hit in that song were pretty unbelievable i was like 
Yes. All of these songs are so amazing in this record. Like, if you go on Black Phillip Wright's YouTube channel, if you just scroll down, Andy does mention and breakdowns every single song for this record if you're interested definitely take a look she does say a lot for each song like for new year's day i really liked what he said like it's about a celebration to celebrate your life and stuff he would talk about all these other cultures like for example mexico deal de los muertos we don't moan around and say oh how we missed this person and stuff no we celebrate their life like we celebrate all their goodness and everything in of their life so i thought that was really cool what he said about new year's day about that song i did find out retchen divine that beautiful song obviously it's like the embodiment of the wild ones retchen divine was the first song written before the album and anything wasn't getting in the works yes okay yes i did read about that which okay before i said before anything was in the works which is actually pretty funny because if i'm not mistaken before this album before this album even became a thing. Um, I think Andy did state like that. He had he even had the story and the concept mm-hmm. like two months before they even started it. Mm-hmm. I love that it first song made and it's the title of the album. Beautiful. And it's the embodiment of the wild ones for sure. We Don't Belong was the first song that Andy and Josh Feldman wrote together. Ooh, I didn't know that. Devil's Choir. It's a beautiful song, first of all. To help I you. absolutely love We Don't Belong, personally. <laughs> and and, and uh, I had to say, and Devil's Choir. The backup vocals for that song are absolutely amazing. Resurrect the Sun is probably my second favorite song from this album. I love everything about it. And I think, yeah, it is the last song that ends act one in this concept before it goes into act two of the song. I found out that... For some people in the guys, they said this song is probably the darkest point in this album, in the concept. Actually, this was Andy's favorite song for guitar work and the programming. He really loved how it turned out. He said it was the best balance of the two worlds. He just basically said, like, nothing's out of reach for this song. Like, don't let people hold you back. Don't let them bring down your dreams or your goals. Like, you go do it. (laughs) And what I really like about Resurrect the Sun is it's kind of a mixture of the best of both worlds. You have that slower intro mm-hmm. that leads into like this grand freaking um, rock sound. I really enjoyed that when it came to Resurrect the Sun. Overture, I mean, Overture, we can't, I mean, yeah. Jinx's beautiful skills in the violin. I mean, come on. Yes, okay, thank you, thank you. I was about to say, we have to talk about Overture. I love the <laughs> fact that it's literally a mixture of multiple songs off the Wretched and Divine album. And then the fact that it leads into the iconic song, Shadows Dies. Shadows Die, that's a huge fan favorite across the globe. Huge, they have played it multiple times in concerts. And this song was actually a demo that Jake and Jinx wrote way before BVB. Holy, I didn't even know that, what the it was said in a document wait no i think it was either said in a documentary or andy said it in one of the interviews but yes this was a demo that jake and jinx did together kind of briefly before bvb was formed and everything oh, i just love the fact it was a demo and that they brought it into blackville rise that is insane and then i mean if for those of us who've seen the legion of the black movie <laughs> this like the song takes place of like it's a battle song between the wild ones yeah. and fear for sure i mean we have cc the destroyer <laughs> i love that 
I know we talked about Days of Number. That's with with Bert doing the crazy voices in the background and everything. (laughs) Which worked perfectly, by the way. The first time I heard it, I'm like, who's doing these weird voices in the background? (laughs) That's what I was wondering. Because the moment I heard his voice, I'm like, well, that's not Andy. (laughs) Definitely. And I'm like, ha! (laughs) Like at first I I was, I started to think, is it William Control? But I thought, no. No, it's, no, it's not William. No. Nope. Yeah. So to find out I was lead singer from the U's, I was like, whoa. So done for you. It's one of the slowest, it's one of the few slow songs in this album. And the fact that Andy recorded this outside and actually got into that was the final cut. Like when you hear it, you hear the piano, you hear him light a a match for a cigarette. I do remember Andy said in a documentary for making the song that he wanted it to sound like he was sitting with his own thoughts. He didn't want to be like in a like an environment where he has like, okay, I have to sing this in front of people. He wanted to come across like this is a song. In a way, he did say it's kind of somewhat of a love song. It's all done for you. It's for you, for you in relationships. But he really wanted to make sure it sounded like he was sitting down alone with his thoughts when he would write and everything, not like yeah let's record this but like that's why when he was telling that to john the producer he's like okay we'll bring the mite out and like and he's like wait really he's like yeah we'll do it <laughs> so when they just here they are bringing out the mic out outside at nighttime and or outside the wrecking recording studio and that's where we hear it and that's the final cut <laughs> see and i love that though because for the simple fact that andy was being different in general when it came to that you know I feel like every band you have them just recording in the album so for them to go to that extent like hey it's not going to be done in a studio let's just do it like natural and raw done for you is beautiful absolutely and you know the way his voice sounds in it as well I mean to me it sounds very raw and natural and I like I really really enjoyed that because I once again I feel like they just keep giving us all these treats you know things that you wouldn't expect from them they're giving it and they're just throwing it right at us nobody's hero love that song either it was a fan-made one or maybe came from black Brides. i felt like there was a visual music video for this song am i making that up if i can't remember oh you're saying a music video no okay so okay wait, 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 wait. you're not talking about for like legion no i'm talking black specifically for nobody's hero like i feel like okay. there's i think yeah there's a scene from the video either fan made or bbv made it of them you know maybe it could have been the church of the wild ones tour or andy's there's this one specific thing i have to dig now through the internet there's one specific part where andy has you know his signature like shaved head and hair long hair yeah. type deal he's sitting like in a green room or something he has this notebook out and he's actually writing nobody's hero lyrics in that notebook Mm-hmm. tell me I'm this is the thing and I'm not making this up because I know exactly what you're talking about I've seen it I don't know if that was the music video or if it was fan made or if it was just like a little something something that they put out there because I don't even the more I think about it I'm like was it even the full song that was played I am right there with you I'm like holy crap now was that a music video or was it I no. swear it was by BBB if I am incorrect <laughs> I do apologize but I know that was a thing I know it was a thing lost it all we kind of discussed our thoughts and opinions with beautiful lost it all it's truly a beautiful song freaking love it it's ugh, yep (laughs) the song speaks for itself song speaks for itself it does in the end in the end the interview sorry that's how i always hear it now because 
Thanks a lot, Brian. Stars interview. Yes, I remember. In the end. It's called Indians. Indians. Right. <laughs> Indians. Indians. For anyone that doesn't know, um, In the End was actually dedicated to Andy's grandfather, Urban Flanders. Um, I don't think it's just that song in, in general. I He did say that his entire performance on the record in general was also dedicated to his grandfather, Urban Flanders. I mean, obviously the army knows how close Andy is to his grandparents. So when his passing happened, he, he mentioned this in his book either. He was out of the country at a different concert that mm-hmm. his mom reached out to him and told him about the passing of his grandfather. And so he said he had to go. And so he went and came back. And I do remember for in the end that he did say like, this was the last song written for this album and that it wraps up the whole kind of concept of his album and it's very obviously very important to Andy when he went to the funeral for his grandfather you know funerals are never a fun thing for one but people were just like telling asking like wondering like I hope he goes to heaven and like talking about his life and everything like oh I remember when he did this or do you remember this of him and that really inspired Andy in the lyrics like who will tell the story of your life? And that's what he's kind of like, who will carry on your legacy in a way? Because like here in funerals, people are talking about this person who passed away, things they have done. And so he was just like, you know, I want that to be a message. Like if something was going to happen in your life like that, um, who's going to be there to carry on your legacy, to spread the word, or who's going to be the one who's tell the story of your life. Obviously he dedicated the song to his grandfather. So. I know we just went through a rundown of all the songs and meanings behind them. There are like some pretty interesting, like Exordium and Abeyance, or no, not Abeyance, sorry. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking Abeyance. about. Yeah, the whole intro, outro speech, interlude, yeah. uh, like... Like oh intro and outro, like so, like it's like the intro of Act There one, is a specific term. I can't think of it though. There is a specific term. I don't know what it's monologues? called. Monologues? Is that what I'm looking for? Monologues? Uh, is that close? Uh. Those two things individually, I know people probably like, and that they probably like kind of question, oh my God, you know, like he's talking about God and like, you know, Christian related. So uh, I feel like kind of a fun fact that maybe not a lot of people know about the album Wretched and Divine is that it is, I'm pretty sure almost every song off the record in some way, shape or form is like spiritually, you know, is like spiritually related. Like I wouldn't want to say like Christian, but more like Roman Catholic. I want to say, I feel that there are references ranging from like heaven, hell, the devil, um, our need for salvation and um, a longing for God and the belief that there is um, another, another life awaits after this one because fear as you said, it's like a unifying government church. Um, but I do believe that like fear is characterized almost as an abusive church to the extent where this organization is like mistreating and misleading those it rules to keep them in bondage and resistance. So everyone, <laughs> please double check these songs, really put them on and listen to them. But it is very clear that there are references in it, which I think is pretty cool. And as we discussed in the Andy Beersack birthday episode, that he is heavily inspired by a lot of like the artwork and stories. So one thing I really want to dive into before we are reaching the end here is I really, really in the bottom of my heart want to inform all fans of this person. 
because there have been some fans I've seen on social media who didn't even know who this person was. Truth be told, I didn't know who this person was until like a couple years ago, uh, not a couple years ago, but I didn't know him for the longest time. So we see this beautiful art cover of Wretched and Divine. If you guys have got like your black box, um, I know there you see there are some beautiful artwork, even for the Legion of the Black that feature. I don't even know what that thing is called. We have this one right here of the boy with the mask on. We have this one again with the boy with the flag. And then when, if you get the vinyl or even look in the album jacket of just all the beautiful artwork of these like shadow side people um, or the shadow people, these serpents, these demons. And if you look online, you see all these beautiful artwork from this era from Ratchet and Divine. And for those of us who don't know the artist, I highly recommend you look him up and read more about him. It is Richard Villa. He is truly had so much a part of this album. I cannot emphasize that much. He and Andy are like close friends. Andy had this concept, this short film, this short story, no film, already kind of developed in his brain. And I, I'm, I'm assuming I have this in my head already. Like one time, you know, Andy visit Richard and here they are just talking and whatever. And then Andy just talks about this concept and Richard's like, talk more i want to know more and then they, they started going back and forth and then andy obviously we know doodles and i'm sure andy do you still have that notebook maybe that you doodle of everything of Russian divine just curious <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure like you know andy's doodling and he goes back to richard and they're going back and forth and talking about this concept like i would have to say richard put like all in with the visuals of this concept creating these characters like these shadow serpent people the wild ones the f***ing mask Nicole has, okay? Richard made this fucking mask of the wild ones. I don't have it. This is a rep this is a replica of a closest one I could have, could find. But like, Richard, just thank you for so much for putting so much work into this album, your artwork. You had such a big involvement with the movie. And I really wish we could talk about the movie, but uh, your artwork is just... I, I, it's out of this world, honestly. And also the fact that even when this album was released, I don't know how soon it was, but like Richard has a, his own studio in LA. And so there was a time, I don't know how long it lasted. There was like a, a pop-up exhibition specifically for this album of all the props, the visual concepts that a lot of fans did not get to see in these albums that were, that they've created, Richard and Andy, for this album that a lot of fans came to this museum to see props of the Wild Ones mask, artwork, even like the costumes that they would wear in this short film and even also in the music video in the end, like, like I'm literally blown away. So like, I have to shout him out just because he's a phenomenal artist. He works so hard with Andy and Patrick and just everyone else. Richard, I really hope one day just to really meet you and ask you all these questions when it comes to the Black Philbrides, like your artwork and how close you and Andy are is truly just heartwarming and amazing. I do have to agree with you there, Ruth. I personally, if it wasn't for Richard, I feel like this would not have came to life. It really is because of him that a lot of the concepts and the designs that we are seeing, like they are so crazy beautiful, super, super talented. Oh my gosh, the artwork is absolutely 
absolutely incredible. I was jealous when I saw that pop-up exhibition come up and I'm like, why can't I live in LA? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, this came at the, I'm like, it's absolutely beautiful, but it came at the worst time because I have no money. I just graduated. No, Richard, like I can't emphasize how much you your artwork has definitely inspired other artists and just fans yeah. to do their own artwork and push their to their limits too. Cause I'm sure working with this album and creating this concept, this whole visual stuff, even with the music videos and the whole movie, like I'm sure you were put out of your comfort zone too, sir. And again, just congratulations on your hard work on this. Like I can't emphasize that much. And like, I'm so happy that you and Andy have met in LA and that you become a very close like brother family type deal. And I really want to just talk to you, sir, honestly. <laughs> just thank you for making every single piece of Black Girl Brides come mm-hmm. to life. Yes. Fans, please go look his website. Uh, we'll have it in the description below of his Instagram page too. His work is pretty amazing. And yes, his Black Girl Bride stuff. Ah! <laughs> I do just have to say one last thing about Wretched and Divine. Honestly, Wretched and Divine is a game changer and it is most definitely an opinion changer so for anyone out there that does not like black male brides and that's only and you know i'm just gonna point out that's because you only listen to one song and that's knives and pens and you're not willing to give anything else a fucking chance do yourself a favor and actually listen to wretched and divine as i said opinion changer game changer this album is damn near not even damn near it's perfection okay and I feel like if you just keep listening from every album up, you're not going to be disappointed. No, you are truly not. I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, one thing I do want to discuss, because it's always kind of fun, especially when it comes to the BBB army. So all fans know from watching the Legion of Black and the music video, I'm kind of just everywhere now. Wild Ones and obviously the guys have their names when it comes to this era. We have the Prophet, we have the Mystic. We have the destroyer, we have the mourner, and of course, Lonnie is the redeemer. When it comes to the wild ones, Nicole and I have finally figured out our wild ones' names. I feel like mine took a while, but like, we also, not just our names, you guys, we also did the war, like our wild ones war paint. I got inspired by our wonderful friend slash fan from the army, Abnormal Victoria. The fact that she included us in her animated film in the background, I was freaking out, first of all. Thank you, Victoria, for doing that. I was freaking out. I was not expecting that. You were too sweet, honestly. I know. That was a that was a beautiful surprise for us. Thank you Thank so you. much. Honestly. It was incredible. I know. You made us look so badass. I like, what? I, mean, I took definitely inspiration. I mean, this is a Wildwood arrow. It's like in a desert environment. So I kind of have to simple. Mm-hmm dirty up eyeshadow got some scars here and there I know you can't see it but like I'm we're out in the sun so I put some freckles around me I know you can't see it that well yeah, and of course we have the profit line for Andy and I have a little bit of inspired CC for paint here too so I literally was just like black <laughs> yeah, figures realistic, you know yeah because they really make up I mean people say oh black but like charcoal you guys just rub that together put it on your face who wants to go first to our names <laughs> well mine took a little bit you guys because I, I literally I, I was sitting here huh well it's a hard because these are your names and you're trying to find one that represents you so exactly so it, it was it was really difficult and, and you know it's one of those things like Ruth and I were even like trying to come up with something for me and I was I even asked my husband you know 
love him to death, but he's like so simple. <laughs> Ruth ended up sending me something which I like I absolutely loved because right off the bat one I um, I love Pokemon and it it's named at the name there's a Pokemon that's named after this so that just gives it a bonus which was not planned I did not know (laughs) yeah she did not know that uh but two as you all know I am all black everything my favorite color is black I love the color black I have a black heart black soul black everything (laughs) um it's very rare for me to wear colors like I wear colors but you know at least there's always black involved and she ended up coming to me like she texted me with the name the onyx which is like a black stone and literally I thought the onyx that is dope and I I really do feel that that is something that represents me and you know I mean as I said once again Pokemon it's so irrelevant to the to to the idea but you know (laughs) but for it to be like a black stone and for me to like be as heavily influenced by the color black that I am I thought that it fit perfectly well and that's actually where I got the inspiration for my makeup is if I'm gonna be the onyx I'm gonna look the part too (laughs) and I think it's wonderful (laughs) like I was literally just looking I'm trying to think like okay I was like what is something that represents dark but like not like evil dark or anything So I was just like, okay, no, no, these are all evil, 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 ooh, onyx. And then then it said like a nice dark stone. So I even looked up a photo of the onyx and I'm like, ooh, like it's black, but it's pretty in my head. Nicole's soul is black, but she's pretty and nice. (laughs) Yes, and nice. That's the one thing that I absolutely love when people meet me because a lot of people are usually intimidated and they think I'm going to be like really yeah. evil and me think I'm gonna cast a spell on them and then once they get to know me they're like well aren't they're like you're just a little cheerful bug and I'm like I know I'm I'm super nice mm-hmm. but hey I think the onyx I th- I like it I think it suits you and I think it fits you so I, and I and I couldn't agree more so like literally that the credit for that truly does go to Ruth I probably would not have come up with something nearly as awesome as that. So thank you for finding that for me. It, I really, truly feel that fits me 100%. So for my, my name, I've always been questioning what my name would be. Obviously, I asked my friends, they're like, you're so cute. You don't need these kind of evil demon names. Like, it doesn't have to be evil or demon. Why do you guys go there? This one actually kind of came all together when I was talking to Nicole about it and she thinks it fits perfectly. My wild one's name is the Halo. So here's the story. <laughs> Here is the story behind the Halo. The Halo was actually given to me in college my freshman year because the dorm I was in we had it was all female dorm and at least in our hallway and we my RA was giving us sisterhood names for all the freshmen and stuff. So like she would find a name for us as fit as well. So during orientation, we would get our ribbons with our names. We were called the Aaron Bells, if anyone was wondering. She would give us these ribbons and each ribbon had a name on. And so she went down and stuff and we were all there clapping and hugging. It's like, your sister this, your sister that, your sister this. And then my turn came and now here I am like, oh God, what is it? A sister introvert, sister weird. (laughs) So she's told me that I have a light in me that shines, even if I don't see it, but other people do see that light in me that sometimes just shines. That's always around you. It's not like a candlelight. It's like a very bright, welcoming light that, shines to other people makes them smile makes them feel good I feel like they're okay and stuff they're not going to be hurt or anything or that being said you are sister halo (laughs) ever since she told me this 
<laughs> that's why I can't think of a different name for you because it's like that's already engraved and it works so well truthfully like that statement that you said where there is a light inside you even if you don't see it and that is something that I have even told Ruth personally that there is a light inside. I don't know if I've said it like exactly like that but I did say that you shine a bright light on everyone thank you <laughs> yes just being honest that's my wild one name I would go I'm I'm okay with it honestly I'm very happy with it as the halo and if I was in that battle oh yeah let's shine some light into these mother <laughs> okay everybody we are back at it again with the fan shout outs birthday episodes are done and over with <laughs> today's fan shout out goes to kaylee ralph's um this i don't know how well you guys can see that there will be a insert image here she is actually a bbb fan that i met at the oriental theater when blackfoot brides uh, was making up for the red rock show i did interview her if you go ahead and check out one um our episode the Red Rock show at the Oriental Theater, you will be able to see her interview. She is honestly such a sweet, sweet individual. Um, I know a lot of people meet Blackville Bride fans at concerts, and I don't know if a lot of you guys end up staying friends, but like she is someone that I met there. And still to this day, like we may not like message each other every day, but like we like, we constantly are supporting one another and liking each other's stuff. You know, she watches the show. She supports Blackville Brides hugely. You know, it's so hard to explain because you guys just have to, you guys have to follow her. You got to get to know her. She's truly awesome. Please give her a follow you guys you will not regret it she's she's awesome truth be told baby the army nicole and i could sit here and talk nonstop about wretched and divine <laughs> we hope we got most of the details in this but this album i mean this album means a lot to fans so we want to do it justice and we hope that we got every fact right chris please correct us if we're wrong in anything <laughs> but the fact that the matter this album this record turned 10 years old in the last couple of weeks past weeks ago it's truly amazing and just a reminder of how far bbb has grown what they're willing to do to get out of their comfort zone to for themselves for their fans and everything i know i emphasized it in the beginning but again thank you honestly this album definitely impacted a lot of fans, including myself, has saved a lot of fans too. It's it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I do honestly believe Wretched and Divine made Blackville Brides. I mean, I, I absolutely love We Stitches Wounds and obviously Set the World on Fire being one of my favorites. But as Rue said, with how much Wretched and Divine impacted everyone, I really feel that Wretched and Divine even grabbed hold of people who maybe weren't influenced or who didn't like or listen to Blackfoot Brides and they then became fans and became influenced which is absolutely incredible this album holds so much meaning to so many people and just thank you to every obviously thank you to Blackfoot Brides but thank you to everyone else that helped make this come to life we truly appreciate it because this album means so much to us just thank you. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. This episode was definitely something I was, I think both of us were really looking forward to and stuff to just to talk about one of our favorite albums and 
favorite songs and stuff and everything. And we are definitely going to do the Legion of the Black as another separate video to get more into depth about that or just everything of that movie. Like always, you can find all of our social media links down below in the description. We are now officially on TikTok. If you haven't known that, go follow our TikTok account. We're on all streaming platforms, you guys. We will have another episode coming up here next Wednesday. We are getting back to the VVV fan stories. We apologize for the wait, but we're getting back to it. We are so close to open the forms again. So keep an eye out on our Twitter and personal Instagrams. We will be posting that when we, it's red tea. Keep your eyes peeled because it, when it's, when it's out, it's probably going to go fast, you guys. Again, we hope you guys like this episode. And happy birthday to Wretched and Divine. Happy motherfucking birthday. If you have not listened to it or anything, do it. Now, we're going to wrap up this video by playing right now in the end. This little clip, as we all say, is an amazing encore song of Black Girl Brides in the end.